day, mate, and welcome to the fifth episode of My Friend Podcast with your host, Paige Elkington and Miss Ruby Castor. We are currently separated. I'm down under in Australia, and Ruby is back in the U.S., and I am loving it here, and I would move here in a heartbeat if I had any inkling of a reason uh, beyond just thinking that it's beautiful. And um, I spent the first day of the year naked on a beautiful beach, which was ideal. And yeah, I'm, I'm hyped up for 2023. And I also think that I'm going to do this year alcohol-free, which would be ambitious, but I don't really drink that much anymore. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the challenge. And I think I may move this year. I don't know. It's on the agenda. Enjoy this episode. We recorded it right before right before the new year, so it's not too old. And I'm excited to get back home and continue recording these silly little episodes. Love you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy. Share, subscribe, rate. Okay, bye. You look like an Android photo. Do I look like this? Yeah, but you look beautiful. You look like a Renaissance painting that got wet. <laughs> so how was your Christmas? It was so cozy and chill with my family. How was yours? What did you do? Well, on Christmas Day, I did nothing. I went to the movies. But the day before, on Christmas Eve, I went to a little party. And I played a game that I had never played called Hammer. I saw this. It's truly medieval. You take a hammer, you spin it up in the air, and in one motion, you like knock it down and you try to hit a nail. On a so you catch it and then hit a nail. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know That's why correct. we have things like PlayStation 5 and all that when people could do that for hours. If you're like a little bit drunk, three hours, gone, best time of your life. I needed to go somewhere else and I could barely be dragged away from the game. I was so mesmerized because it spoke to something very primal inside of me. That's amazing. You're like, I want to nail something. <laughs> I want to build a house. Do it. Build me but, one. Um, according to my skills at the game, I would be very unsuccessful at doing that because I don't right. think I had the nail one time. So Right. I feel like the process of like deciding to try to build a house is like that's the whole battle. It's just like wanting to build it. Whether or not it gets built, who gives a fuck? It's the lessons you learn along the way. That's right. And then um, Christmas Day... I did nothing, which is exactly what I wanted to do. I'm fostering these bunnies, so I still have the bunnies here. Right, the bunnies. What are their names again? Hilton and Bartholomew. (sighs) Beautiful names. Beautiful. I don't know if you know this, but bunnies really love hay. I don't think I knew that. People don't, and I did not either. So when I fostered these things, I knew truly zero things about bunnies. I thought they liked carrots. Well, guess what? No, they don't. Crazy. That's a lie. That the media has been feeding us. 80% of their diet is hay. And then they sleep in hay. They shit in hay. They sleep and eat where they shit. You know That's what I mean? so cool. Are you, are you enjoying the, the smell of them? No. Here's the thing. If I lived in a house, this would be the greatest joy of my life. Since I live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment... They're taking up my entire living room. So my entire living room has become a, um, like a horse stall. How long do you have them for? They get returned back to the rescue tomorrow. 
Is it going to be bittersweet or you like get the fuck out? No, I fucking love them, but I also really would like my living room back. I wish I had more space. That's really what it yeah. is because they're very easy and they're really lovely animals. I think they're really misunderstood, which is why they get surrendered so easily because people are like, it's going to be like a dog. And it's just not. This foundation that I'm working with is just so overwhelmed with the amount of surrenders that they have right now. Is this specific a bunny sanctuary? It's just bunnies, the place that I'm working with. But all the shelters for the small animals are like overwhelmed right now. Maybe we should post something about it, like a link for people if anyone's interested in fostering for a short time. Mm-hmm. I think fostering is really cool with animals. I mean, it can be really hard because then you're like, you get attached and obviously it's like a lot of work, but I think it's yeah. cool because you can kind of microdose being a pet also, I told you this in the car, but one of the reasons I did it was because it's like a good, healthy challenge, right? It's like if I can't manage two foster bunnies for a week, then that's kind of pathetic on my part. You know, if I want to have kids, if I want to have other animals in the future, like if I can't do this one week. Yeah. And I don't deserve anything else. That is absolutely true. If you can't do um, it all, you don't deserve anything. That's right. And then the rest of Christmas Day, I ordered a bunch of loose leaf teas because tea bags release tons of microplastics. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. They just did a study. One single tea bag releases, I think it's like 11 billion microplastics into every cup of tea you consume. Oh my God. And that's like about your daily average. That's like your required um, nutritional quota. You like right then you're like, so all you need is one bag of tea per day and you'll hit your microplastic quota. You'll, yeah. you'll reach it. I want to have a microplastic baby. I think I might. I'm going to call him MP. <laughs> microplastic Elkington. Just feed a baby a ton of microplastics and see what happens. He would probably die at like two. Or, like, not even make it because, like, there's no nourishment. You could maybe integrate microplastic after already giving him nutrients. But, like, if you're going strictly microplastics. It's too bad plastic isn't good for the environment. And it's, it's, it's too bad that plastic isn't good for us because it's around to stay. And it seems to want to be everywhere. It's, like, one of those things when it comes to consumption. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, like... I don't want to use a plastic bag when I go to the grocery store. Like, I'll use a reusable bag. And, like, I try not to buy plastic water bottles and, like, all those kind of things. But I'm not cognizant of, like, of what I'm consuming that's plastic. Like, just the packages that my food comes in. I know. Did you see the Guardian article that came out this year that was that they found microplastics in humans' blood for the first time ever? And they Mm. tested a bunch of people. And I think that they found microplastics in 80% of the people that they tested. Everyone's Um, like a little bit. And they're putting it in baby's poop. Everyone's a little bit of Barbie doll. Everyone's a little Barbie. I'm a Barbie girl. In a Barbie world. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty depressing. And I feel like every day I learn about another thing that's going to kill us. Or like everything is somehow poison. I read a study the other day that's like they found heavy metals in a bunch of chocolate bars. Consumer Reports tested a ton of chocolate bars and like pretty much all of them tested for heavy metals. Like like lead. lead. Yeah. I'm fucked. I've been having chocolate like every day during being home. Like people just come and bring desserts to your house. And I'm like... No, stop. And then I have some. 
And I'm like, I don't feel good. And I have a tummy ache. And then I just like perpetually have a stomach ache. And then it goes away. And then I just like bring it back. And it's a never ending cycle between me and my body just fighting for control. And I keep I keep winning and thus losing. Are you drinking a martini? Mm hmm. (laughs) Okay, well, you're gonna have a heavy metal baby. And I'm gonna have a microplastic baby. Sometimes I forget that we're like doing a podcast and I'll like be on the verge of saying something that is a bit compromising. Then I'll just be like, oh, wait, pivot. Don't say that thing you were going to say. You know what I wanted to talk about on this podcast, which will make it pretty easy for us since we're far away and we don't have the vibes that we might when we're in person. Mm -hmm. But it's a topic that needs to be addressed. And this is kind of the perfect time to talk about it because I never have is the Jeff Goldblum thing. Because every day I get a message about that photo that went viral with Jeff Goldblum, which if you have not seen this photo, it was made into a meme and it's me and Jeff Goldblum and my friend and he's holding us both and it became a meme and people think just that they think the worst things about this photograph mm-hmm. because it's, it's a hot pick he's holding my friend by the neck and he's he's got his arms around me but it's time that we set the story straight and that the truth that is. is released out into the world tell the I didn't people talk about it because i didn't think it was necessary but then it kind of just snowballed into this ridiculous thing where people think that he's trafficking me and my friend and it's part he's a part of the Illuminati and we're underage. And I'm like, what? We were like 29 and 28 in that photo. (laughs) Anyway, so this is what happened. Jeff Goldblum does a really lovely jazz night in... I've heard about this. LA. Yeah, it's at the Rockwell. It's on Vermont and Los Feliz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so me and my boyfriend at the time and my buddy, one of my girlfriends, uh, we just went, the three of us, and it was so fun. It was just a jazz band playing. And then Jeff Goldblum would do commentary between each song and riff and make everyone laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, the jazz was okay, but the the Jeff Goldblum entertaining commentary was just, it was pure gold. It was so fun. And then afterwards, you know, we were dying for a photo with him because he's such a fucking... He really is such a fucking icon. I mean... He's such a G, and I feel like... I saw the picture before I ever met you. And even then I was like, it's hot. He's cool. He's, he, he gives cool vibes. There's other celebrities that if they did that, I'd be like, Ugh. but there's something about him that just feels like, I feel like this was consensual. And I feel like these girls are like cool. And I feel like he's cool. I didn't know that at the time, but I was making an assumption based on his zhuzh. Yeah. He is so non-conformist as a celebrity. And that's why I love him. He's so off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Just the way he interacts in the world is so different from other celebrities. Zero ego. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about him more, but I'll finish the story. So yeah, we go to take a photo with him. And I didn't want to just do a photo where we were standing by each other. So I said, let's do a weird pose. And in six seconds, that's the weird formation we got in. Picture snapped. Pose done. And it was just a playful pose. Mm -hmm. Now, I know he is, you know, he's holding my friend by the neck. He's holding me around the arms. But it was truly the most innocent thing in the world, which is just so crazy how things can be so misconstrued on the internet, which is what I want to get into. I also just don't get how that got misconstrued the way that it did. Because first of all, you guys don't look underage you look young but i wouldn't have looked at that image and been like those two people are underage 
It's and because it's a celebrity seemingly choking see, a woman. I don't, I don't think that it looked like she was being choked. It looked like his hand was, was a, on her neck. I thought yeah. it was being playfully seductive, but right. consensual. I don't know. Nothing about the photo struck me as like, oh, these two people are being taken advantage of or assaulted. It didn't look like that. Well, you know, it's had like different like peaks and valleys, right? So it'll be really popular and it'll go away. It'll be really popular. It'll go away. It'll be really popular. And do you remember around the time when people thought the company Wayfair was trafficking children in cabinets? Okay, that era of craziness, people thought like somehow that was connected to it, which is so unfortunate because I felt really bad because he's a married man and he did nothing inappropriate at all with us. Like 0%. He was so fun and respectful and cool. So excited to meet everyone. He met every single person in that room that went to his jazz night. And I was like, damn, he's a wife. I bet you hundreds of people have written to her on Instagram being like, have you seen this photo of your husband? It just bums me out. Mm -hmm. Because justice for Jeff. Hashtag justice for Jeff. I'm going to pull up the pic. But also, it ties into a greater issue, which is something that I just kind of experienced again through a friend. We're not going to get into the details because I don't think she really wants me to talk about it. But something was posted and the internet took it and made it a whole other thing that it never was. And that is so interesting to me because it's almost like the truth is irrelevant. Right. Wait, when I pull up the image, the title is literally Jeff Goldblum choking girl is like the title. Yeah. Yeah. People ran with it. But the way that you're affectionately holding him and thought it was just like a kooky pose. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. It was a kooky pose. Again, this isn't a groundbreaking observation about the internet. Everyone knows that the internet is like a vicious, crazy place full of misinformation. But it really is wild how people create these narratives that are just simply not there and and will die on that hill. They are so positive. This is what's going on when it's not at all. And I've been in this position now three times where something's happened And it was perceived as something completely different. And yeah, it doesn't even matter what happened because now this is what's out there and that's what's widely believed. And then that becomes the truth, even though it's not. Totally. And I think that oftentimes the truth isn't as exciting. Yes. So if we can just take it out of context of the internet, think about gossip when you hear or see something and you're not really sure what you're witnessing or what you overheard or whatever so you like make your own decision yeah we as people make our own decision about what we think it was and we always tend to lean i think into like the worst possible thing it could be right like you see two people out having lunch and like you know one of them and you know that they have a partner and you see them with someone who's not their partner and your like instinct is like oh my god they're cheating and then you'll like run with this in your head and then it's like oh no those two people were cousins we just like tend to lean into the thing that's more exciting which is that it's something bad and i think that unfortunately that's just how the world operates and it sucks it is crazy how we kind of jump to the worst conclusion i mean sometimes you have instincts and they're right right you have an inkling and then you find out later that it was true but i think most of the time what you're saying is the case even Uh, the whole concept of spilling the tea is never in a positive light if someone's like i have tea yeah it's never so and so got a job promotion (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like so-and-so is getting cheated on. Yeah. I try to not fall into the traps of shit talking Mm -hmm. as like a sport. Yeah. Because I think there's a huge difference between if you feel slighted by someone or if someone did something to you that is hurtful and you're expressing it to someone else. There's a big difference between hateful gossip and then constructive venting. Right. Gossiping is a very human thing. We've done it since fucking ancient times. They actually said that it's kind of good for us. It gives us endorphins and stuff. Right. Back in the village days when you had like your little small community, you would to chat to find out information. So it's very primal. But you know what's funny? someone the other day brought up that game that we played when we were a kid telephone yes and it is so relevant because that is what happens with gossip like it's exactly i can't believe you're saying this because i literally referenced telephone today and i was talking about it in regards to my parents were like i'll tell my parents something that's going on in my life and by the time i see my aunt six months later yeah it's like so far from what's happening i'm like making a, a movie with brad pitt and they're moving in together Literally, you're so spot on that it is a giant game of telephone. And I also think back to the internet troll part of it all. I think people run from an emotional place versus intellectual. So correcting someone on the internet from an emotional place is like, what's going to be the thing that gives me the power in this, right? I don't want to actually just correct this person or make them aware of something. I want to shame them. Yeah. But I think a lot of times things just get misinterpreted as evidenced by the three things that I know you're referencing that have happened to you where it's like, oh my gosh, that was totally taken out of context. Also, none of those things were harmful to anybody. No, it was- in my case, it wasn't damning to me or damaging to me. Right. I've never been in that situation where people are coming at me for something I've done. Right. That's not what that was about. It was just interesting being wrapped up in this narrative about someone else. That's not true, you know? Right. Because Jeff is so cool. Right. He's an internet favorite. I feel like even though that happened, he was never dragged down or canceled or anything. It was just like, a little blip on his radar Mm -hmm. he's always solidified himself in the internet culture as a very cool dude you're right nobody was coming for you but they were just taking an image or a video and completely running with it for a really long time i just didn't say anything because i was like ah whatever because i already been through that era of my life when i would like if a troll would comment something politically i was in an era in my life where i would argue back with them and try to give them facts it was just a full fucking waste of time and then i kind of got a over that and I was like my rule is I only interact with people who are either genuinely asking me a question want to learn or are trying to give me money or <laughs> are <laughs> trying to take me on a date like period yeah trying to take you on a date Whew. what if when I told the story about Jeff Goldblum it was like he did try to kidnap us and like put us <laughs> in a cage <laughs> You're like, we have narrowly escaped. <laughs> that would be an iconic story. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because I have, that is I have some making light of being trafficked, which is not what I'm trying to do. But come on. I think everyone knows you're kidding. And also just how absurd if you came on to be like, actually, that is what happened. Like, that would be. I'm looking back at the photo. It clearly, as you said, it was like, we just quickly posed. But as yeah. like a celeb, it is ballsy to be like, I'm going to grip this girl snack if me and my friends did this it wouldn't be weird and it's like right none of you are famous and you can just do that to each other and it would be like oh these ding-dongs are grabbing each other's necks lol but like jeff goldblum doing it is what a gamble for him i don't think he gives a fuck have you ever watched a red carpet interview with him no but i'm going to now he is so out there 
And I think his wife really trusts him. And they seem like they're super duper in love. That's another thing where I'm like, if someone's going to be publicly embracing other women physically, you must have such a rock solid relationship or you're either like rock solid or you're like an actual piece of shit where you're like, I don't care. But I feel like for the most part, people like that, it's like, oh, you're so good at home that you can just hug someone. You know, you're just like, yeah, that's what we do. Like we're just hugging and saying, hey, like it's probably just a testament to how faithful he is and that he wouldn't even think that that would be read that way. Maybe. We took pictures with every single person there. It was really my fault. But, you know, another element of the story that I didn't talk about is that I had posted it on my Instagram. And it didn't become a meme until over a year later, out of Mm. nowhere. And then it became huge. I had, like, hundreds of people sending it to me. And I was like, wait, what? This photo is from a year ago. I remember when I first saw it. I don't know how the meme factory works. But it's this crazy like, place there, apparently. I remember people used to send me your videos before I ever met you. And I was like, this girl, Paige Elkington, is so funny and, like, relatable. And and then years later, I met you. And I remember meeting you and being like... What if it was all planned, Ruby? You find a journal from, like, 2015. And it was like, <laughs> one day I will be friends with Paige Elkington and we will have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, the sunset is so pretty. Show me now. Bring the camera. Or take a pic. You know I love sunsets. You I'm know I love What? Yeah. But this, I don't want this to pivot into an even longer conversation because it easily could. But it's why I don't mm-hmm. feel like I ever need hallucinogens because I will stare at a sunset and be incapacitated for like 20 minutes to the point where like if it's night if i see a sunset outside and someone's trying to get my attention inside i'm like no it needs to disappear before we can talk and i'm like imagine me on acid i would probably just i would lose my mind because i'm like i already am so taken aback by nature you're like me existence is mental drugs sunsets no, but you just reminded me that my acid is still in Lola's freezer, and I should get that at some point. Can well, you travel with, with acid, like a little bit of acid? Or is that yeah. super legal? What class drug is acid? LSD is classified as a misdeme- misdemeanor, punishable oh, by up to one bad. year in a county jail. Oh, yeah. You should bring it to Australia with you. We could podcast <laughs> from jail. Yeah, you can do a year in jail, county jail. Okay, good to know. What are you doing for the rest of your night? Um, it's bro, so cold. Did you see the Seattle that. freeze? Did you it's see the, the Seattle best freeze? Best I've ever seen. But like, imagine, Ruby, how much that must suck to like wake up and your car's been, it's down like five blocks and it's completely totaled. Like, Dude, how much what money is been, this costing? This has been my fear since I moved to LA. When I go to a friend's house who lives on a steep road, it is 80 degrees out and I have that fear. And I have a 2022 <laughs> car and I'm parking it with the emergency brake on. And I know in my heart when I go back out, it's not going to be there. It's going to be at the bottom of the road. Did you see the footage of Buffalo? Yeah. New York? Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking wild. They had 70 mile per hour winds. I think weather is just like really stressful to me because it's so unpredictable and you can't control it. And it's the most powerful thing. And it's kind of beautiful. Mother Nature going to do her thing. She really does her thing, and I'm honestly happy for her because we don't deserve this earth. We abuse it. Mm -hmm. We treat it like shit. And then Mm -hmm. people are like, it's windy. Yeah. 
Moral of the story is that it's only going to get more intense due to human activity. And so the best thing you can do is be fucking prepared. So when you get back, I don't know if you have any interest in doing this, but I really want to take an emergency preparedness course because I have no idea what I do in the case of any Oh my God. I literally, I don't think I fight or flight. (laughs) There's no fighting or flying. So like maybe I should take that emergency prepared class because clearly your girl is not prepared for an emergency. <laughs> I mentioned it because I don't know how to do CPR properly. Like I have some idea because I was a lifeguard when I was younger. But like if one of us choked, like one of the Gorleys was choking at a dinner. Yeah. I think the Heimlich maneuver would be, it is pretty self-explanatory. You just make your hands into a fist. And like- I think they updated it though. I think there's like new, I think it got like a, I think it got like a makeover and it's, the Heimlich maneuver had a glow up, I think, and there's a new way of doing it. It got yassified. The dude who invented the Heimlich maneuver died by choking. Crazy. The person who invented the Segway died on a Segway. I knew that he died yeah. rolling off the edge of a cliff, but I didn't know that the guy who invented the Heimlich maneuver died by choking. That seems not mm-hmm. true. Can we look it up? Wait, it said he died from. Yeah, it was wrong. Of a heart attack. Wait, what? I feel like someone told me this. People be people be lying. What did we talk? This is perfect full circle, baby. Because the 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 fiction is more fun than the fact. Damn, I Look can't believe us. I've been lied to. Sad truth. Okay, baby. Well, we've been talking for an hour, so maybe we'll just cap it. You guys are awesome. We love you. <laughs> and for New Year's, I will be on my parents' couch watching the Dolly Parton Miley Cyrus special. Love you Bye. guys. Bye.